Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I got shows coming up, people, and I really want to see you there. So let me give you some specifics so you can get tickets and make plans. From August 12th to August 14th, I'll be in Liberty Township, Ohio at the Funny Bone, a.k.a. the Cincinnati Funny Bone, but it's really not in Cincinnati. It's in Liberty Township. After that, I'm back in California at the American Comedy Company in San Diego, California from August 19th to the 22nd. And on August 27th and 28th, I will be in West Palm Beach, Florida at the Improv. And don't forget on August, um, and don't forget on September 17th, I'm doing a very special performance. And don't forget on September 17th, I'm doing a very special performance at the new Etihad Arena in Abu Dhabi. I'm the first artist in there, and you need to be there. It is going to be a historical moment. More shows are always being added, so just keep checking RussellPeters.com for updates or my Instagram. Now, enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to Culturally Cancelled. It's me, Russell Peters. Very exciting episode today. Uh, we have, obviously, Lord Finesse, who's the resident in the building. Ooh. We have the very funny Jason Collins sitting on my left. My old radio mate and dear friend, Mr. Mastermind Parhar is here. And also from the formerly from the Liquid crew, down with the Dre team, and also his own man, X to the Z, yes. exhibits in the house. Yes. We also have my brother, the most feared man in hip-hop, Freddie Fox, a.k.a. Bumpy Canuckleys. <laughs> <laughs> and let's just get it. That's what we do. So we're just hanging out now. And this is basically how it goes there, uh, X. We just sit here and we talk shit. And okay. And it's whatever. However this conversation starts, it starts. Sounds good. Yeah, there's no like beginning or end to it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I noticed, uh, I don't want to blow up your spot. Um, exhibit showed up in a Ferrari today. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was like, oh, I see what you're doing there, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, shit, I... Um, uh, I'm the first millionaire in my family. Oh yeah. So so I was same. You know, yeah yeah. So it's, it's it was good to you know be able to learn about money, you know. And so as I was a young guy, I blew through a lot of shit. 
you know, and and then as I got financially literate, you know, uh, and I was able to figure out what was important, then I, I started focusing on the things I like, you know, the the the, the my my needs, wants, and haves, you know. Yeah, the and, same. Yeah, and so so once I was able to afford it, you know, my grandfather told me you don't buy anything until you can afford to buy it three times. Oh, right? that's a good one to know. Right, and I so. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Was one of, Grandpa was really about making sure you're really secure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, like he had stuff from you know, like like when he was a kid, and they didn't have much, so he was, you know, had the milk jugs full of you know change. And every time he come in the house, he just throw all that he had in his pocket in there. So as this was I, in Detroit. Grandpa? Yeah, this was in Detroit. So I learned a lot from that you know experience. And so now, you know, here, you know, I'm 46 now, right? So now I'm able to buy things that I I really want, you know what I'm saying? And I really and and, and, I, and can afford to have. So that's how we got to the Ferrari. I just realized you're the youngest guy here. Yeah, right. You really? Are. <laughs> really? We're, we're all old as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what 46 is like nowadays, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I made mad mistakes with money. Like, yeah, like. I realized it last year. I realized it way too late. Yeah. I was living like a rapper and I'm a comic. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know this to be true, Bump. I yeah. mean, I was taking private jets and, yeah. hey, where are you going? Let's go. Let's all go first class. You know, that kind of dumb shit. And well, it's the, it's the images and, and, and it's, the, it's, it's the expectation that we try to live up to. But rarely do we live up to our reality, you know. And everybody wants to have the appearance of success, especially in social media. Oh yeah, you know, it's, you know, everybody's life is great. Everybody's sex life is great. Everybody's rich. Everybody has this, and everybody's going on. Yes. But in reality, it doesn't happen that way. Mm -mm. So, you know, when I when when I when I hit like a really tough spot, it was like, wow, I, I really fucked it up. You know, I had like a two million dollar tax debt i had oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah like like all it was, that shit like, gets it was you. very fucking bad and i had a you know and, and just you know when you're young especially coming into the music industry you know you get people that you know you don't make it unless you have a contract you have a business manager you have a gold chain a car mm -hmm. all these things the, the 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 i'm about to fail as a rapper kit yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to fuck off all my whole shit rapper kit. Yeah. You know, and so I had all these things and none of those things and none of those people um did the right thing by what they were hired to do. So I learned the hard way, man, and 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 it's not easy to come out from under that. It seems that that is actually it seems like that is a a constant reoccurrence or or occurrence in the music industry. Like you hear so many different stories about artists who you know manager ripped them off lawyer ripped them off like i don't know if it's in any other industry but i know it's very prominent in hip-hop yeah do you yeah. know what i mean like those stories are you hear them all the time yes and it, it doesn't help that they fucking don't pay you what you're supposed to be paid either but you know that's a whole nother episode hence <laughs> hence industry shakedown yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean that's yeah, Bum bumpy bumpy doesn't just let it slide by he he write an album about it yeah, yeah. i want to well, be the two albums about it then you be the first motherfucker in your family to rob a millionaire yeah because <laughs> <laughs> you you know what I'm saying? that's how it is but at the end of the day yeah. i took it that way because i said you know what it, it was weird it was weird to have to ta have talent and be able to, to to finally get to that place 
where you could see your name on a piece of vinyl like oh shit i actually made that's what we was looking at we was, yeah we, we were looking at the short story we was looking at that shit but then when you say oh shit i get paid for this and then which then you realize what you by the time you realize what you're supposed to be paid it's like you're caught between and should i be grateful for the opportunity or should i sh- go shoot up this place about my money because i'm not used to being robbed so. that's that's hilarious that you said that <laughs> considering your past yeah. <laughs> hey I, I was always grateful for the opportunity no, but... shooting up the place to get your money yeah. <laughs> you should end up being lawyer fee- fees and yeah. shit like that you know what I mean but yeah. mm-hmm. at the end of the day you're right they, they don't pay you it's like they saw you they see us coming but if you ever watch those unsungs and all the, all of the stories are the same Everybody got, oh, this one got funny with the money. It's always, the money is always the bottom line. I don't care what anybody says. They could always say, oh, it ain't about money. It ain't about money. That's a fucking lie. It's always about money. And it's always going to end up being about money, even when they say it's not about money. Because the motherfuckers that have it, that didn't have it before, are totally different. But now, their whole, they start off on the same level with you, and that's what makes people change. They don't change the better they get talent-wise. They change the more money they make. Yeah, it's a pimp game. Big time. It really is pimp king. Oh, yeah. Big time. Because you got the, the rich suits, those are the pimps, mm-hmm. and y'all the hoes. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Pretty like, much. bring me your money, bitch. That's yeah. what you're doing. Yep. Yeah. But you don't know it until you, you know it. Yeah. And then the, nobody's volunteering information. It's just, you know, they, the, 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 the way it was explained to me is like, <clears> this is industry standard, which is not necessarily the truth, you know? Well, I call it the the layaway lifestyle, you know, because <laughs> you know these kids come in with that perception, or they want the world to make them, you know, look at a certain way, whether it's the jury, whether it's the cause, whether it's all that, and then when you finally get some good money, you got to catch up with that lifestyle you laid down. Right. Yeah, you that's know? because people need validation from people, places, and things. It's always rappers always feel like validation. They need validation. People, places, and things. They need everybody to approve them. They always have to explain themselves and shit. I wasn't scratching my balls because I had crabs. I was just scratching because my nuts was itching. Mm-hmm. You, why, like, what the fuck are you explaining this shit to me for? You know what I'm saying? So if you're gonna say, if you're gonna, everybody needs validation. Always validation. Who they do? What? Who they're with? Why they're with this person? Why that? This, that becomes the hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stupid. Because once you're on that hamster wheel, you're gonna just be running for the rest of your career. Because anything you do become successful with is never going to be enough. Enough. Right. Oh, you did that, but what about this now? Which right. leads which leads people to try to outdo everybody. Like it's right. like somebody got a Rolls Royce, you feel like that's your mark now. You yeah. got to reach that. You got to get a plane. Yeah, and you. I went and did all that dumb Rolls Royce shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I had three of them. Yeah. Not at once, but I had three different ones at three different times, and none of them ever made a fucking difference in my nope. life. Nope. When they're gone, I'm like, I don't miss it's it. It's like driving a car. The, the 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 feeling, the excitement you get from driving it wears off, and then it's just like I need to get in my car and go somewhere. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Is that your everyday car then? No, I, it's not. I have a. I have. It just so happens I drove that today because I hey have. Man, a, it's yeah. twice. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I got a. I got a. I got a tank. Um, yeah. that that I'm getting fixed right now. So a real just, tank, Rizvani. Yeah. Just so you know, I and took you can a, drive a street legal. Yeah. I took a picture next to it. I'm going to claim it. On oh, Instagram. there you go. There just, you go. No problem. Because <laughs> the biggest money mistake. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the biggest money mistake I've ever made was not <clears throat> making enough to buy a Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's a common one. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that I had, because I got into the music thing when I was like eight, eight, 89. His father, dad was a musician. Yeah, my mm. father had a hit single 
1970 and like toured all over. And so when I and when I was like 12, I got into martial arts, and my family was kind of hoping that we would go into that business. But mm -hmm. I always had that entertainment bug. Yeah. So then I went and learned how to produce hip hop music. Okay. And I did it for a little while. My one claim to fame was I had a. a I did a few songs. Remember that movie on HBO? It was Forrest Whitaker's directorial debut, and it was called Strapped. Mm -hmm. And dude from Onyx was in the. Oh yeah. I did a, I did three of the tracks on that oh, soundtrack. Oh. Yeah, oh. my name's actually in the credits for that. But okay. And made zero what money. I got it. Wait, <laughs> J, J money. Zero money. Yeah, J no money. Um, <laughs> I got some equipment out of the deal, and then and then I had kids really young, and then ended up opening a martial arts business. But man, I wish I had somebody. Like, I, I'm impressed when I hear these stories and then you guys overcame it. And what I like about the business now is there's, there was a time, and you know this, when the artist, <laughs> the artist was the lowest on the totem pole. <clears throat> yep. Everybody, I mean, my dad, was, my dad was crushing cockroaches in his kitchen with his shoes while his hit was playing on the radio, and managers and agents were living in mansions in the hills. You yeah. know what I mean? And back then, he, and he was just a kid when he got into it. Right. What's amazing now is you can build everything <laughs> yourself. You know, I, I, I like to hate on social media, but at the same time, I'm like, it's beautiful. Because I love stories of white people being taken advantage of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were poor. We were a very poor black <laughs> family. Cool, um, no. <laughs> I love he was like, so like, poor and black that he ended up becoming white as he got older. Yeah. We, we had roaches. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Uh, you should have looked under my sink when oh, I was a man. kid. <laughs> I had roaches with turbans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Long Beach, growing up in Long Beach, we had roaches with, uh, they had guns. Yeah. <laughs> you had they blue were, roaches and red roaches. <laughs> red roaches came in from Inglewood. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. The, 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 trick, is, the trick as an artist, though, is to try to figure out your lane. Like, like, 
Like I was able to figure, and it took, and I'm still doing it, but it's, it's even as it, like, when you love the creative process as much as I do and mm-hmm. certain cats do it, it's like you try to figure out, I got to get in my lane and, right. and put on blinders and focus just on that lane. Right. You know, and then you're not worrying about trying to change yeah. up to fit what radio is telling you is popping right. or some A&R guys telling you, well, you should do this or you should, I've never mm-hmm. been good at that shit. I just yeah. know what I know how to do. And I, I, I am really in love with the creative process. Yeah. Of, of Anytime I call you, I FaceTime Bumpy all the time, and he's working. always in the studio. Working. Yeah, I'm working. Every man. time I go with blue light. If I know the blue light's on in there, I go, yeah. oh, he's, in the, he's in the lab. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Yo, what are you doing? What's working yeah. on this? Cataloging. He's, yeah. this <clears throat> let me tell you this. Fucking Bumpy Knuckles has about 17 albums he's sitting on. Yeah. And I get in his ass every time. Would you fucking release one? Yeah. Pop Duke was never going to come out, wasn't it? Yeah. I kept telling him, you got, put this, please put this out, Bumpy, yeah. please. Yeah, I did. But sometimes it. making records isn't like for public consumption. Sometimes, yeah, right. yeah. you know, I'll make something and never see the light of day, and people will be like, why don't you just put that out? It's because. A, it's like it doesn't belong in the body of work that I'm working on at the time, and because I have this, doesn't mean it needs to go out to the public. But yeah. that's that's some people. Something it goes back to what Bumpy was saying. It's like some people, you know, want that limelight so bad yeah. that, that it drives them, and that's the wrong thing to be driven by, you right. know, because you know things go in cycles. So you may be out of the limelight, but you can still be creative and still, you know, have that passion for it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, you can see where the divide happens when people that love what they do and, and, and stay true to it. And then you get people that, you know, try to follow the trends and go with the times. No, no, no. See, that's the thing. He rap over all kind of weird tempo beats and use yeah, yeah, different yeah. cadences. Like, I'm just think about that. that. All of that stuff that you catalog, though, the longer you keep it, that nobody has it, it more it, it's the value of it is so much more, man. I mean, I got albums with so many people that they probably forgot that I have albums with them. Yeah. Verses and songs. No, and but he'd be like playing that. me songs. I'm like, yo, that's fucking dope. Put that out. Yeah, you know, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm going yeah. for, for some asshole to say, who did the beat? Yeah. Uh, who, who, what, what, when, when is that coming out? What's the title? Like, yeah, like, it's just, like uh, uh, that shit don't, I don't get moved by that. <clears throat> I'd rather, I rather wait. Like, look at, the, look at all of this NFT shit that's going on now. Like, it, it, it's about ex- exclusivity. It's about the exclusive shit. A lot of these dudes don't have exclusive shit because they're, they're fucking up the mystique of the process by posting the drum beat before they even add the music and they're on social media saying I'm in the studio look and and the, the meters are moving right. and the faders are up and I'm doing it and then they're smoking weed and they're doing that thing in the lab but they're, they're showing people before the actual the process used to be so sacred you know studio used dudes couldn't afford to go to the studio yeah they couldn't afford studio time studio time was something that you could end up with a thirty thousand dollar bill for and the label is like, well, we, we, you owe us money, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But that process was a sacred thing. Now everybody's showing you what it is, and they got all these how to rap for dummies books out and how to produce for dummy books out. It's just a different book. Yeah, but the game. producing game is different now. Nobody's like making beats and making, oh shit, it's usually boom. Sound packs. Sound packs, boom. You know, sound packs. It sounds like it sounds like you're just checking the levels on your fucking beat machine. Yeah. But it's also the the tools that artists have are so more accessible nowadays, right? So it gives everybody the uh, the idea that they're able to do it as well, right? So like, you know, between, you know, FL Studios and... and yeah, but fuck, and, fuck but, all that. Fuck all that. Because you don't... That, that only exists in theory. 
You won't take your ass onto a professional football field just because you can get some pads and think mm-hmm. that you can play football. Absolutely. Right. You ain't going to walk out into a professional hockey rink and be like, oh, let me try this shit. Yeah. I can be a professional hockey player <laughs> yeah. and get your ass lit up. Yeah. Like, like there's, there's, this only exists in hip-hop where everybody feels like, hey, it's a community tool. Yeah. Like, we can all do it. Yeah. <laughs> be a rapper, no, no experience needed. And, and then they're rewarded for it, and that's what helps that stupid cycle continue, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I agree with that. You know why? Because I said that earlier. I said every, it's some funny motherfuckers out here that don't know how to tell a joke. And, and it's here's the thing with it. With, with, it's, it's social media. I know I shit on it, mm-hmm. but I, I love it. Mm-hmm. But love, hate. it breeds delusions of grandeur. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, a, it yeah, comedy and hip hop is the same. Right. And when guys like you who are so talented that you make it look easy, people that have delusions of grandeur think that it is easy yeah. because you make it look easy. Just because you make something look easy, it doesn't mean it's easy. And, and guys like me and Russell make that shit look easy when we're on stage. And so now you have this well, whole... Well, I make it look easy. You, I, I, I make it look labored. But now you have this whole... You make it look. Same, I make, and the same thing with what you're talking about with stand-up. You have, there's this whole new crop of people coming out going, that guy's doing that, I'm going to do it too. And, yeah. and social media makes it easier for them to get... Their shit out there. Yeah. You ever now, seen the, you ever seen the funniest guy in the lunchroom get on stage and bomb? Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I always, always the guy he, in the audience that says, "Dude, you were great." My friends say I should be doing stand up too, and yeah, I want to every time. I'm you know nice. what that is in hip hop? Right. Yo, your song is dope, but you should hear my man. Mm-hmm. He right. nice. He yeah. nice. And it takes all my self control to go. <laughs> your friends are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your friends are absolutely wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't then, do it. Then you get a kid last night. Yeah. Uh, Hey man, I'm 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 really funny. You, mm. you can't fucking say that. You can't say that. You can't say you're funny. People yeah. ask me, "Are you funny?" I go, "I don't know. You Tuesday, tell me." Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't Tuesday, think I'm funny. Right. Yeah. Tuesday night, I was doing a workout room. I was doing this little bar show just to work some stuff out. And this dude in the audience just kept yelling out stuff. Shit, kept yelling. And they always think they're helping. They come up there. I'm sorry, dude. I was just trying to help. And I'm like, I don't. If if I went to a hospital. Walked into an OR, tapped the doctor on the shoulder and said, scalpel, I'm here to help. It's the same thing in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So what I did Tuesday night, I said, do you think you're funny? And he silenced. And then his girls were like, yeah. I said, come up here, tell a joke. Mm. Come on up here. To, just didn't, I mean. Flatline. Oh, I'm like, well, then shut. Because it was a workout room. I said, well, then shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut See, a rapper would have took the word, yeah. a word I could get on. Yeah. <laughs> he would have jumped oh, up yeah. there. There are people. Yeah. I mean, see, I had a guy come on and tell there's, there's guys that rhyme, right? There's guys that know how to rhyme, but they don't know how to spit. Right. They don't have, they don't have no technique right. to their flow. They don't have the, every, every beat you put on. See, back exactly. in the days, we rocked to a DJ playing records. So battling was different. It was like, okay, we got to focus on staying on time with the DJ, yeah. staying in sync with the DJ, um, having good verses, good bars, knowing how to present punchlines. It's just, you know, some, this, this redundant uh attitude right. that rappers have now it's just like looking at a carbon copy of yeah. of the it's same thing seven word rhymes and right. they don't even fucking and, rhyme and some of and some of the lyrics are good but they don't know how to present them it's, they don't, they don't I, have, I, a I have a theory about that i think motherfuckers don't read enough now yeah. well i don't think yeah. motherfuckers you know, can I, read and, and, and it sounds funny but it is a, there's some no there's reading a, i look, get it look well, I get you it have, because you have yeah. to have a certain level of intelligence. <laughs> well, you listen, yeah. listen. We come from the, we come from encyclopedias, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like my parents never answer yeah. questions. Yeah. Yeah. These kids they, come. These kids are coming from Pornhub. They they, they, they said they said every time I ask them a question, 
they'd be like, go look it up. Go look it up. And I had the Britannica fucking volumes all yeah. in the house, and I'd have wow. to go look through. You got to learn how, you got to know how to spell platypus to find platypus. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? But if you, if you, yeah. if you stuck on a, a hundred word vocabulary, yeah. you're going to hear people speaking to you in English. And you speak English too and be mad because you don't understand what the fuck they're saying. And they're just using words with three syllables. Yeah. So yeah. when you have that, I mean, yeah. like, of course you, your raps are going to sound like fucking howdy doody fucking Dr. Seuss because you don't understand anything else. But there are some. Yeah. <laughs> there are dudes out here that, that when they rap, you think they're stupid. And then you, when you have a conversation with them, their intelligence is like, well, why aren't you rapping that way? Yeah. Like, and I don't understand it other than the fact that. Maybe it's because it sells or it works or whatever. Well, the case I think what be. happens is people have got a lot of, lot of, lot of. It's been told to rappers that saying the most outrageous shit about your personal business is the way to go. So instead of really writing about subject matter, the subject matter stays where it's e it's easy to be angry. It's easy as fuck to be mad. Most cats that you put on the record, they the first thing they think about rapping is you got to be angry, and that may be my fault. <laughs> that may that, that may be that's when they rhyming with you. That may be my fault because I, I I was I took an anger that I had with the music business and I took it and put it on the music and I expressed it. And then now when I do shit that's not angry, they go, oh, he's soft. Yeah, uh, no, nah, they won't say that ever. But they will say, <laughs> but they will, but they will, but they will say, they will say, they will say, I like bump, I like. The raw, but like yeah, yeah. so. So what I did was I had to put a title on. That's where Bumpy Knuckles come from. I had to put a title on that anger because so I can control it. Because right. Freddie Fox music wasn't that. I was making songs like the ladies jam. I was rapping for the girls in the beginning, but then I, I got in this fucked up game and people pissed me off. And I was like, I got to figure out how to control this shit because I act on my shit. Like I, I get on it. Like if, if I'm if I'm feeling it, I got. So I so that became that. But a lot of people feel like. That's the that's the best approach to take. When everybody don't wake up mad every day, everybody don't wake up, and you can say you do, you're a fucking liar. You, you can say you do, you don't wake up in, in the same mood every day. Every some people feel like yo, you, you I want to inspire people. I can't do inspirational songs because people say, oh that's cool. Yo, can, <laughs> and producers want me to turn them into premiere. I've rapped on people's songs and they were like, oh, I, 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 I thought you was gonna do what you did on Militia. I'm like, yo, you want me to turn you into premiere? Yeah, well, you gotta you gotta come with that beat yeah, for me to with, get there. Because I'm gonna give the music what it give me, and I'm not gonna. I, I don't. I, that's all I can do. I can't do more than that. And as an MC, you know that. If somebody give you a track and you go, yeah, this is a cool beat, but and you write what you feel, and then they be like, oh, they want your last hit record on their beat, and it's like, yeah. no, it don't work like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, going back to what Exhibit said, I just think he right. Yeah. A lot of rappers don't read. Yeah. You know, that's why there's no substance. I was laughing because as soon as he said that, I was thinking about when a teacher called you up in front of the classroom mm -hmm. to read yeah. a paragraph yeah. and the people that couldn't read got mad. Yeah. yeah. Now they're making like, records. Oh, yeah. Don't call me. <laughs> now we got a whole bunch of them in front of the class. And niggas. you know, yeah. the smart, the smart <laughs> nerd reading. people. The smart nerd people laughing. Yeah. Because it's like Showtime at the Apollo. Yeah, I yeah. can't wait for this dude to read yeah. this paragraph. Yeah. 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 We going to have some fun. I bro. hope he stutters. Yeah. 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 Hey, that was back in the days. All and you know when it got crazy? When the teacher told him to sound it out. Yeah. It's over. Oh. Oh. <laughs> right. Don't worry. Yeah. Sound it out. Sound it out. Sound it out. Math. And he like, math. Math. <laughs> <laughs> 
They went from math to math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. and the word is fucking thug, and yeah. we we in we in we on the floor, you know. I remember so, I remember yeah. being in a and in, in, when I was a kid, we they sent us to the summer camp in a Bible study school, right? So the the kid got the t- little good tough guy. I always want to pick on everybody. The the, the pastor guy made him come up and read, and he said, "When Mary did not have Jesus from the womb." The womb. Said, the word is womb, Earl. Earl womb. <laughs> he got bad to the motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> like, so Earl I that, went off. <laughs> so I get it. You know what I mean? And yeah. you just yeah. and, and that's and, a big component to where everybody's like, why uh, isn't hip hop like this and that? And yeah. now it's like even if you can speak and and are literate okay. and can do a lot, look, you yeah. they have to communicate with the audience, the right. masses. And if they are only accepting this and you know what I'm saying. You have to also another thing that I have a theory about, and this might sound funny, is along with not being literate. You know what I'm saying? Is like the drugs are different. Mm. The things that they are ingesting and the things that they are hearing, we don't get it because we're not on that. Right. You know what I'm saying? We can't like the, the most we had was like beer, weed. Yeah. If you had some money, you could get a couple bottles. If you Malt had liquor. Hennessy, yeah. yeah. If right. you had Hennessy or champagne, nigga, you rich. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, we was on You're that. Balling. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like Whatever there's, a, there's and, a cocktail yeah. of prescription drugs. Yeah. Like cocaine was like here and there back in the mm-hmm. day. But I'll sell you some before I do it. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like we was on that. I, you know? I've actually had that thought when I'm hearing like these. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm wondering if they're hearing something. It, it is completely they're different what they hear. Different. My clean brain is hearing. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's something about what they are ingesting that is totally different from yeah. when we came up. Therefore, they are entertained by things that are working with what they have going on. So repetitiveness, you know, very low, minimal, taking off the train of thought. They want to stay in that lane. Well, have you ever been to any of those big festivals yeah. where rap groups like rave. are prominent? <laughs> Not raves even, but you're talking like I'm talking, you know, those festivals that have multiple acts on them and stuff. And you see the crowd and the audience. That what you're saying makes right. complete sense because they're on the same stuff, yeah. and that's why it's it's resonating with them. Yeah, now don't, now it's out of these earbuds, and now it's loud, and now yeah. you can see that the uniform of what's been going on and what why everybody's trying to sound like the same thing is because mm. it's hitting something that we as you know consumers of hip hop and curators and creators. Yeah, it, it makes sense because when DJ Screw was doing those mixtapes in mm-hmm. Texas. Everybody was on lean, so their brain was going slow, so the screw tapes sounded, sounded at the right speed to yep. them. I yep. still like his screw. I don't even fuck with that type of shit, but I like yeah. DJ. You like the chopping right. screw stuff? <laughs> yeah. I used to do a screw session on my radio show and slow down shit like, like before I let go. By Frankie mm. Beverly. That used to sound wicked. I thought I thought that was creative. I'm gonna be honest, but I I, I didn't think. I mean, shit. Drugs was going on back. Jimmy Morrison and the motherfuckers yeah. was on some yeah. crazy shit. They were on acid it, and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, with, with hip hop, there's a thing about timing, delivery. As MCs, if you're not built for that shit to 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 really ex- take those drugs and stick to the script, then it, you, it's a it's a waste. Mm-hmm. Like because yeah. you can't you can't walk in a vocal booth and how many motherfuckers you shot, how many women you have, none of that shit matters if your bars is whack. And a lot of people forgot about that. They forgot about that 
spitting is about spitting you know what i'm saying and, and and i mean there's a lot of mcs that smoke that but they still seem to make sure that that personality comes across mm-hmm. there's certain people that just don't belong in a vocal booth and right. <laughs> they just don't they but just that don't. that means there's two types of hip-hop though right because there's the hip-hop where the traditional like rappers rap well no there's hip-hop and there's rap music there's yeah. right but that's my whole point so like what you're talking the, about you're talking about guys that actually have pen game and they rap and they 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 They're work artists. on they, they real, work on their craft, yeah, right? Real, real artists, but yeah. but what's what's become popular as far as hip hop is concerned right now, it has nothing to do with bars. There's no bars, right? So it, yeah. there's two different things. There's a disconnect, and so again, what you're saying it only it only applies to a certain type of rapper who's mm. you know arguably an MC. Yeah. Not everybody is an MC, right? Like, you, you see, you watch some of these videos where guys go to radio stations and they're supposed to freestyle. There's dudes that they can't do it, right? They can't, you know, what, if, what does Sway have? Sway has the place five different beats and you're mm-hmm. supposed to rap on all five beats. There's guys that can never do that. That don't mean that you're whack, though. So some people just are not good freestylers, but they know how to make good songs. That don't mean that you whack because you can't just jump into a freestyle. That just means that that's not your forte. But there's some guys who know how to sit down and just carve out verses that, you know, do that. Some dudes don't like spitting freestyles because it go Like, people, I always hear this argument about freestyle. Oh, freestyle is not written. Where I came up, a freestyle is what you remembered yeah. in your rhyme. So if a dude had a pre-written rhyme in his head and he said it and nobody never heard it and it was over a beat, like a break beat or something, and it was something, that's considered a freestyle. So the, the, best, the best videos are the dudes who had written bars, right? I mean, obviously, if they add, add a couple of joints off the top of the head, cool. But the ones, it's like you listen to hear the wit, the punchlines, the the creativity, and and there's not a lot of people. Even if you look at some of the best, you know, freestyle. I can't even remember their names now, but you know, the dudes that would be at New Music Seminar and the battles or whatever. Yes, there you go. Those guys. Those guys who do, you know, pick something out of the crowd and show it to me, and I'll rap. That's a that's a special skill. That's a special skill, bro. But there's a but those guys could never make records. You ever notice that? Yeah, a lot of them can't. But look at the legend Biz Marquis. One of the best performers I've ever seen live is Biz because Biz was Biz. And it's like he could take the simplest thing and make it funky. And 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 he didn't say a bunch of lyrical stuff, but he says stuff like we like listen, you come up, we come up off of guys like Starsky, Busy B Starsky, and all of these guys that weren't considered what they consider today as a lyricist, but they rock the party so crazy. So people keep forgetting about all these different elements of what MCs do. So just because a person can't freestyle and and embody it all as what they say, like like what Supernatural does is incredibly talented. He's a that's a talent. And whether he can make records or not never mattered to me because I look at that's like that's like beatboxes, guys who beatbox. You know, they there's a handful of beatboxes out there that we know, <laughs> but there's a probably a hundred thousand of the motherfuckers around the world that we don't know. Yeah. So just because you don't know, you know, Kenny Muhammad and all these dudes, those guys are incredibly talented. Greg so, Nice came up as a beatboxer. Greg, Greg mm-hmm. Nice is another one. He, he, he was on you may not consider him. Where's Rozelle right now? Yeah, Rozelle's yeah. another oh, one. Hell you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, had yeah. An album too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look at look at all of these look at all of these different types of talent. Hey, Rozelle's working on an album with Obi Trice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You going to hell? <laughs> I think when you yep. when you have a skill set that nobody else could do but you. Yep. That keeps you around. Keeps if you around. everybody could do what you could do, 
then you ain't really valuable. Which is why I say everybody shouldn't be jumping on records with just any and everybody. A lot of cats feel like, you know, I'm 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 in the hip hop culture. Yo, some dude will say, Yo, man, how much for a verse? Like, no. I get that all yeah. the time. Like it, like it just for sale. Yeah, like fuck you, man. Like but speaking you, of freestyles, though, I remember one of exhibits um, freestyles from I think it was from the morning show, yeah. wake up show. Mm-hmm. That's the one where I told you I said where you said uh, and bring your own wifey. Oops, I mean wifey. Yeah, yeah. I'm so fucked up, can't yeah, even. I'm writing. writing. <laughs> that shit was dope to me. I don't know if it was meant to be like that, <laughs> but it was fucking dope either way. Because I bought it as you was freestyling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did that. We did that back in the days to get on. Like we would go to the we, we, Marley Mall would be DJ and BLS mm-hmm. go up there freestyle. That was always a thing, a prerequisite for being nice is go to the radio station, get on freestyle live on the show or, or spit live. But now it's 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 to me it's like. Now that this record making thing is in play and making a record becomes into it or making the song, people want to make songs. A lot of cats don't understand there's a method to songwriting. There's a there's a certain technique to writing a song mm-hmm. that, you know, that that hook that brings you back to the same part. They don't think about that. You know, it's, it's just it's, it's certain skills that you have to have, just like a DJ. You know, there's people who got turntables and all that shit like. I'm still trying to learn how to crab scratch. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm getting better at it. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I know how to blend and I know how to do it. But there's certain things you just want to know as a DJ because it's just, it's just what they do. You know. I but, also believe that there's certain things that, that individuals just have that other people just, just aren't going to have. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I compare it to, Comparing it to comedy... I hear people, people refer to us as comics or comedians, and I heard Bob Newhart on a podcast saying, I'm not a comic, I'm a comedian, and the guy running this pod said, well, what's the difference? He says a comic is a person who says funny things, mm-hmm. but a comedian is a person who says things funny. Mm. It's different. Anybody can say funny things. Shit, fart, you know what I mean? Mm. But then there's your personality, there's the thing that you, that you have that you can't teach someone else to do, that's the comedian that just says things funny. Mm. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's the same thing with hip hop and yeah, music. I think in it's general. like what I said with about, about rappers. There's people mm-hmm. that know how to put the words there, but they don't know how to deliver it. They don't right. know how to, you know what I mean? They don't know how to deliver that. They think they're delivering it, but I mean, they're not really delivering it. Like, and I can't tell you how many times I've said, you know, this isn't for everyone. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just because the internet makes it look like it is, it isn't. You know, but, that's, but that's part of the problem now. In, yeah. I don't know if problem's the right word, but there's so many doors now that people like that in my opinion aren't f- funny are blowing up because they have a youtube presence or they have mm. a, a TikTok presence and they just have a presence as you probably know from listening to the show music is a huge part of my life and whenever i need to hype myself up before doing a dj set or a comedy show i know exactly what to listen to to make that happen it depends on my mood really it might be victory by puff daddy and the family which is really just a biggie song or it might be uh, Broken Language by Smooth the Hustler, which is a song that kind of defines my whole brain set. Whatever it is, I've got the right music, and I just need the earbuds that deliver it well when I'm out and about. And those earbuds are Raycons. Let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen to your favorite music, podcasts, and more. They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort, and like some other brands, they don't do that annoying thing where they stick out of your ears. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. Basically, you could use them all day and sleep through the night listening to them before they'd ever run out of charge. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands. 
but they sound just as good, if not better. And Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Give them a try, and you will see what I mean. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Culturally Cancelled listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash peters. That's buyraycon.com slash peters to save 15% on Raycons. Again, that's buyraycon, B-U-Y, Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, dot com slash peters. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty, beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. What do you think about what do you think about the um the online comedians that have blowing up it's a lot of comedians that are just oh like guys that just have social media that will do like uh, a, skit? a skit tell you or what a voiceover not like tony baker because tony baker was already a stand-up yeah, yeah. tony's funny tony, yeah. tony, yeah. tony was already a comic tony was already doing his I thing i never knew yeah, yeah. and then he, and then <laughs> he discovered <laughs> the internet like not the he, he figured out how to flip that into the yeah. instagram dope. world dope. cholo fit he's dope cholo fit yeah yeah, yeah. He has, uh, he's got a, a following he's got Absolutely. a massive following but what happens sometimes He's fucking hilarious. What happens sometimes? What's the name? Quinones again. Yeah, uh, uh, Frankie. 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 Frankie yeah. Quinones. What happens yeah. with a lot of these guys? And it happened during the Vine time. Remember Vine? Mm -hmm. It was a six-second thing. And now comedy clubs were forcing, getting forced into selling tickets because they're putting butts in the seats. Because at the yeah, end of the I, day, comedy yeah. clubs are restaurants mm -hmm. with a with a show. Chicken and so the these guys were selling seats. But what happened is that this, this kid goes on stage. He's supposed to do an hour. He talked for about ten minutes, and then the rest of his hour was a line of meet and greet. And picture taking oh, wow. that was the wow. shot wow. just just being like you were saying earlier the being seen yeah it was all about just being look i mean i can't tell you how many shows i've been on with somebody that's more famous than me and that people will come up to me and go man you were so funny that was the best of it i'm gonna go get a picture with the other guy though because right. he's yeah. famous right. you know yeah 
I remember it's like uh, Dick Riding 101. I, I remember <laughs> when when Vine. Remember when when Vine was big. I I remember hosting at the uh, Improv on Melrose, and there was a Vine kid. I didn't know who the fuck he was. And I'm I'm already fucking this. I'm already doing arenas. I've been doing arenas like for a long time at that time. And I'm hosting because I like to host. I just like to freestyle and just fuck around. Yeah. And this I go I go to this kid. I go, uh, what, what do you want me to say about you? Go, you can tell him I have over five hundred thousand followers on Vine. I go, no, seriously, what do you want me to say about you? <laughs> and he goes, hey, that's a big fucking deal, man. I go, all right, pal. And I so I went. I brought him up. He ate a fat dick. <laughs> And then I went back up and I said, give it up for whatever that kid's name was. I said, whatever his name was. I said, give it up for him. Apparently, he's only funny for six seconds at a time. <laughs> Killed him. Wow. Yeah. Killed him. Yeah. It's, it's a difference between somebody who does this and somebody who thinks they do yeah, this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you don't, think, you don't think it's a good idea that people have more to choose from? I think it's a, I don't. I don't think No, it's good. I it's good it's that dope. you have more to choose from. But then you can't automatically think you're going to go on stage and do this again. No. You forgot that you edited all this shit to do this. Yeah, you're on stage. There's no editing. Because I don't. I'm not mad. I'm, hey, listen. I'm not mad at watered down liquor. You could buy. I am. You could buy the Flemissy or the Hennessy. You what? You know, which one you want? You know what I'm saying? It's like you got fake Gucci bags. You got real Gucci bags. I mean, got, if the real fake Gucci bag look really real, I'm gonna get it. Some people, yeah. you, it, right? People got take what they like. Listen, if you got, I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at cats, and I don't mean to call cats fake that that ain't rapping, but. I like the, I'll call if it that's for how you. if that's how you make your music, that's fine. I, I think that if we get in our lane and stay in our lane, catch that know how to do this, because you can't compare. You know, listen, you ever watch that video of uh of them doing the We Are the World song? And and when they start singing Michael Jackson, it looks like yeah. the fuck is that? But he never so you see there's always even name brand motherfuckers yeah. gotta have these you hear them in the raw in the raw. It's like yeah. eh. I, I'm like you know, younger cats, they got their vibe. They got their wave. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, That's their wave. Yeah, it is. Let them do it. I get disappointed in, in older dudes that don't want to embrace who they are. Yeah. And they trying to ride that wave. Yeah. And that's when I think the younger cats look at us and get disrespectful because it's like, this old motherfucker trying to be us. Yeah. yeah. You know, because like, I tell people all the time, you, you ain't never have... Motherfucking Al Green worried about New Edition. Yeah. Word. You know? That's real shit. Al Green was doing Al Green. And I think that's when when we trying to mix the two, they're not meant to be mixed. Right. Yeah. Let's just embrace what we do. They do what they do. And that's all it's been. You yeah. know? But once it's trying to mix and older dudes are... Trying to just squeezing in them tight ass yeah, jeans. Trying to, trying to get their, jeans trying to get their voice high. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't even know what it would feel like to go out on stage, you know, and be accepted by some 20, 21 year old kids. I, I feel weird. Should feel creepy, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. motherfuckers Hate mad at boy. R. Kelly, but you got motherfuckers that try to kind of be R. Kelly. Yeah, exactly. And but so many ways. And yeah. what, unless it's one of those instances where, you know, like somebody will flip a record from back in the day, like they, like they, they did with Run the Jewels. And Greg Knight did the hook. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that. Like he was being himself in their element, and that was fucking fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can coexist on certain moments in time, but there there should be like the Ghostbusters was. You don't cross the beams. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like never cross the beams. Yeah, we gotta we I'm gotta a big stay fan of, of originality. I believe yeah. originality is very important. Mm -hmm. We used to do. We used to come to the park, the battle cats in the park, and we knew, okay. 
They got a DJ, we got a DJ. It's five of them, it's three of us. Because we saw Cold Crush battles and we was like, oh, that, it, it, everything is emulated. Don't get it twisted. Because that was, but the influence that you get from the, the predecessors or the guys that came before you, rather, the, 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 the guys that were there doing it, you're going to get influence from that. But you got to add your own shit. Right. And then you can, it's, it's okay to do that. But when you see the copycat shit all across the board and everything yeah. starts to sound like, like a monotone all the way through, everything's the same flow, same delivery, that's when I think it kills the game. And then those guys get money. I think a lot of the other cast stuff feel like, damn, I broke my neck to be original, and then this is what works, and that's what that's what forces them into but that lane. Like you said, with the originality, I think I'm I'm a big fan of that. Like uh, whether you older, whether you new, mm -hmm. I'm just looking for something that's different, that's mind blowing, something that stands that out, really that really took thought. Like yeah, yeah. um, just seen something on BET Awards. I don't even watch the BET Awards. Somebody posted a clip. And it was this one dude that was performing, looked like he was rhyming in a storm. And it was windy and it was oh, blowing yeah. him back. Tyler, Tyler, the Tyler the Creator. Yeah. Oh, man, Tyler. that shit, I looked at that shit like, she was dope. God damn, this shit is flop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what I was watching, but just the different. artistic part of it yeah. made me go, God damn. There's hope. But the song, even the song is actually that. dope too, right? Yeah, like, it was. It was he sampled some old records. But like, that's what I'm telling you. I don't know who this dude is at the time. Right. I'm just listening to the song and I'm listening to the graphics and the performance and it grabbed me to make me go, damn, I got to find out who this person is. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it was incredible. It, it, ain't, it wasn't the regular, hey, we got bitches. It yeah. wasn't none of that. Yeah, yeah. It was just this dude that was rhyming and it was windy and... That shit was that shit just had me fucked up. Like mm -hmm. right, right. Yeah. There is hope. Like yeah. I was but we, like, okay, we we got some some something incredible going on. Different. Hopefully yeah. somebody else go. You know what? I'm gonna do something crazy <laughs> like that too, or somewhat like that. But mm -hmm. I'm gonna take it to another level. But we also came from an era where you know, for the most part, the rappers that got to the top, they all sounded different, right? Like you uh. could you could you could put on a mixtape or whatever and you, or even an album one person's album songs all sounded different when I went to a concert with my daughter like four or five years ago I'm not going to say the artist and I'm you know I, I'm not a fan of that artist this was out uh, at an outdoor giant park there was probably six or seven thousand fans there loving this person and I was there you know with my daughter and for an hour and a half or however long it was it sounded like I was listening to one song mm. and, and that, you know in their defense I'm not a fan. So clearly, if you're a fan, clearly you must be able to tell the difference between mm -hmm. song to song. But I mean, again, we came from an era where when you put on Big's album, the one song doesn't sound like the next nope. song. Doesn't sound like, even if they use the same sample in some of them. Like, I mean, on, you know, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't sound the same. But now, artists all sound the same. The, the beats all sound the same. Well, shit. The and beat sounded think, the same in the park. The yeah. DJ was playing breakbeats. So... There wasn't a lot of different breakbeats right. that cats rapped over. It was but love, love rap, action, different. fucking, uh, 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 you know what I mean? T-Ski Valley. Was the, a lot of those breakbeats were the same, and cats were just doing different routines over or raps segments over those but breaks. But it was a plethora of originality. Originality, but don't and forget. Reggae does that all the time. Right? And I got be one beat, one rhythm, and then that's it. Everybody... Ten artists would do a song over, and each song, song was good. Right. Yeah, but don't forget, you but gotta got to think question. about too. One thing, real, real quick, ahead. is that culture in different cities, like what's going on in the South, ain't going on in New York. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that way. What's going on on the West Coast wasn't going on on the East Coast. What's going on in the Midwest and in the or even in the Bay 
everything was different. Hip hop was different from every place. But then when it all got migrated to the middle of the of, of the world, it all started to sound like one sound. Well, and the it, world shrunk yeah. with the birth of the internet. Yeah. Everything, that's what I was going to ask. When we were younger, we had to go find things. Mm -hmm. Now, with those 6,000 fans that were in that audience, they're, it's just it's giving, getting fed to them, on yeah. a, a, like constantly fed to them on yeah. internet, yeah. on TikTok. On, I mean, it's just what they're uh, given. So they just go, uh, and I feel like they're just mindless drones now. Mm, yeah. this, and it goes back to the originality. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just what they're, it's what they're fed. And that's, that's more or less what it feels like now. Because I have... How old are your kids? How old are they? Well, when, back then you mean or now? Now. Now, my daughter's twenty-two. My kid, my I have a, twenty-six. I have a twenty-six-year-old and a thirty-one-year-old. Oh wow! So they're still they still listen to like music, right? And then my you know my brother's daughters who are younger, it's just like it's just what they're fed. It's a different and they, type they, of music. and they don't have to. There's no record shop. Yeah. Like at every corner, yeah. they just wait for the internet to hand it to them, yeah. and then they go, "Okay, this is what we like." Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, I mean like it's being just... on a magazine cover was a big deal. Like right. actually yeah. on a physical <laughs> magazine. Yeah. Cover, like, well, we're from man. the physical era. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, people don't even know what like album credits are, right? Because you don't get you know, them. No, you don't I, know who did what. We, we used to read, actually read. I those used to shows. love I reading the liner notes, the record yeah. labels, and yeah. learn people who wrote. You know. Freaking, I knew Cool Giraffe's name was Nathaniel because mm. of the, the, the credits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know. I only found out Exhibit's name when he texted me. Yeah. <laughs> and it came up as your government. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Yep. And your yep. brother Simon and Theodore, they're good? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. My real name is Alvin Nathaniel Joyner. Yeah. You know oh, what really? Saying? That's right. crazy. And his son's name is Nathaniel. That's right. Oh, there it is. Yeah, he named him after you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MG rap guys that can rap. Yeah. <laughs> I think um people don't understand how like we talking about credits how important that is. Yep. And I think without credits you done took money out of so many people's mouths because they live by those credits. Right. You can't get those credits with streaming. Mm. You know, so when you looked at the credits you see the engineer, you see the studio they use, you might have seen some of the writers or musicians that would down with the song it was so many aspects where it got mastered at so when you're doing streaming you just wiped out all those people yeah so how do those people continue to get work they just know the artist mm -hmm. and now, they might know yeah. the producer if the artist scream his name in the but beginning. now we in the shout out era it's like yeah we want to thank my man who brought the Henny and, and, and Hattie Mae brought the wings. <laughs> Hattie <Henny>. Mae. <laughs> yeah. This record from 1902. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's how they do that. It's, yeah. Everybody just gets shouted out. And it's just. I want to thank Ethel for the mashed potatoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hate it's making me feel old now, though, because I'm the guy going, all oh, this shit sounds the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, you know what? I, I do embrace. Variety. I think variety is a great thing. I don't think everybody should make records like I make records. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm glad that everybody don't make records like I make records. Yeah, but here's something people may not know about you. And if you don't want us to have this out, we'll cut it out. But people don't know you wrote a lot of other songs for other people. Of course, yeah. And one of the biggest songs he wrote was Shoop. Was it Shoop? No, What a Man. What a Man. He wrote What a Man wrote, for Salt what a, and Pepper. What a Man, Groove Me, Big Shot, None of Your Business. Yeah, and somebody like you wouldn't think Bumpy Knuckle wrote "What a Man" and and none of your business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? Herbie Lovebug, who gave me an opportunity to do that, I, I'm always grateful for that because Herbie Herbie said, "Yo, he knew I was a writer. He knew I could rhyme, and he just asked me to write." I didn't have a so problem nice. doing that, and it, it was cool. I'll write for anybody, and and I tried to get in the heads of 
I always thought how I wrote that was like I said, let me think about how I would want a woman to think about me, mm. and that's how I wrote it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And 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 you were up on your business aspect of the music business no. back then. Fuck no, <laughs> oh. hell no. I'm not saying I didn't get taken care of, right? But I definitely, I definitely don't believe it was. I mean, they they kept my name out of that shit even to this day. Like you, you don't see my name on none of that shit. Mm. You know, but that's, you know, that was a choice that was made and it was what it is. But, yeah. you know, Spinderella, she's the one that really always gave me my props for it. Oh, that's cool. Spinderella talked about it, but everybody oh. else is zip mouth because they want to seem like they, they did it, I oh, guess. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody wants to take credit for it. Yeah, and I don't give a fuck. It's just, I'm still happy that Herbie, and I'm giving the credit to Herbie because Herbie was the one who said, go get Fox. Hmm. I live right around the corner from him. In East Elmhurst, and he he said he sent Pepper around the corner to, to to go knock on Fox's door, tell Fox I need to talk to him, and he gave me a cassette tape with five or six beats on it, mm. and I wrote I wrote them shits in one night overnight. Wow! And I went back the next day or the day after, and I and I and I and I gave them the tape, and then I, I they took it they, and I got it back actually. So oh. I, I demoed I actually demoed the the verse for them. Oh, that's cool. Like I went in and you, said the rhyme the right. way it should be it said. Goes, like a follow track. Yeah. Wow. I demoed yeah. it and then I, I let then they learned. I would it. love to hear the demo of you singing one. That's an NFT yeah. right there. Yeah. Somebody yeah, that's, that's an NFT. An NFT. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about that is when you say Herbie, you know, I mean, going back to the days of me reading names on record labels. Mm. He apparently wrote everything in, in the early days, like on the first song think, Pepper I record, th- on the Antoinette Herbie record. His brother. Herbie, Steve, and it was a couple What's his of last writers. Name, Azor or something. I think, like that? I think, I think, I think they wrote. I think Salt and Pepper did write certain things, but not not as much as everybody else. Right. You know, Herbie, Herbie was a Herbie and his brother would write a lot. Bro. They were the writing play stuff. Yeah, I don't know about the kid and play stuff. Uh, I never heard. I never heard that. I don't. I don't know. I never. I never known anybody to write for kid and play. I never knew that. Herbie was is, is still it wasn't I don't know if he still is but I know he was always very creative with shit like that. But Didn't Herbie he, move to Haiti now? I don't know. Oh Miami, something like that. I don't know where all the Haitians are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Herbie Lovebug, man. Yeah. You know? Herbie is Haitian, right? Yeah. 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 Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, 
Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. The mistake I made with music when I was growing, when I got older, is I I closed my mind to a bunch of the new stuff, and I don't yeah. think that's healthy either. Just to like nah, nah, nah. I think it should be a trade-off yeah. between the, the the. I think wisdom and strength is the trade-off yeah. because the older you get in a business like this. You, you gain wisdom. Yeah. And a lot of these young cats need that wisdom from us. And a lot of times when they come up to us, back when we was, a lot of cats was popping, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't one that really did that a lot. But there's a lot of dudes who just shut them young cats down. Like, they didn't try to show them anything. And then when their sound became popular, they got mad because these cats started getting money and started being popular. And old dudes was sh- shutting the door on them. Yeah. So it's a lot of, you know, new artists that's big now that tried to come through that that passageway and then got the door slammed in their face so mm. in their defense you know when people you know look at me I, I i i don't i'm gonna be honest i don't i wasn't treated like you know like no great mc in the beginning i remember dudes from my that i looked up to they wouldn't even shake our hands they were looking at us like man mm. shit fuck out of here you know <laughs> I go, oh, well, damn. You know what I'm, saying? I'm a fan. All right, be a fan. Be a fan over there while I go get this motherfucking wreck. So, you, you know, and then, so, but, you know, to me, I didn't take offense to that because they didn't just hand it to us. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got to love a motherfucker. You got to love a motherfucker who tell you, man, listen, get it on your own. Yes. And then you got those years under your belt and it means so much yeah. more. You got these guys in comedy that are doing theaters now and they've been in the game for three years. Wow. It's a trip. Wow. And, it's, and that's where. The old head, no oh, fuck that guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to fix that. See, yeah. with comedy, it's different because yeah. I'm not. I I don't really hate on the younger comics. I don't either. The same way I hate on music, right. because <laughs> music is so personal to me. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily the younger comics. I mean, I was hating the process, how it was changing. Oh yeah, no, I, but I, I yeah. see with comedy. Funny enough, I accepted the change. See, that's important. That's what I was going to say. With it's comedy, not- for me, it was like, okay, I get it. There's a shortcut now. I would, yeah. I, and I look at it if I was. Starting now, I would take the fucking shortcut right. too. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't. Right. Within the last year, that's where I'm at now. It took a minute, but right. now I'm like, okay, I'll put some comedy on TikTok. You know well, there, I mean? there yeah. is one fundamental thing that remains the same: longevity is yeah. the key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Longevity. Now, whether you can take your time and take a shortcut and get there, it's long. How long can you stay there? Mm-hmm. Dre says something to me all the time. He's like, you know, it's easy to make money. It's hard to keep it. Right, so so what I'm saying is the Talk turnover. Talk to his ex-wife about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you turn over, <laughs> yo, yo, he got that. You turn <laughs> the turnover. <laughs> the, you turn the turnover in music is so fast now. Yeah, like like if you look at you know from the time period and you know the early the late '70s, early '80s into the 2000s, the what's considered the golden era of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Those people and those names and those legacies are still in place. Um, it's hard to get past them because in order to tell the story of now, you have to tell the story of then, mm-hmm. right? And so when you see them now, like I can't tell you where 
uh, the nigga who did the the walk it out, walk it out, walk yeah. it out. Yeah. I, 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 arguably, where is that guy? You know what I'm saying? Because I think he walked it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then there's so many more of them that you know, like 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 stay in the limelight, but they're not there for music. Right. They're mm-hmm. not there for hit records. They're there for this persona or this yep. attention that they can, they can bring to them. And if they do something crazy or go after somebody or have some kind of train wreck on fucking social media, or it's anything and everything except what they're supposed to be good at, which is the music. you know. Right, but, but my thing is where is there? Because I always felt like, okay, if you didn't start, if you started rapping and was sleeping on the corner on, in, in an old thrown away sleeping bag and, and a bunch of cans was your pillowcase mm-hmm. and now you own a house, you're there. Right. Where's there? So where's there for the motherfucker who was raised in a house, thinks he can rhyme, and now he just don't live in a house. He, he, he has a house and a rental property. So we don't never know where there is. Right. So I, I detach myself away from making it to some specific mm-hmm. point of success and yeah. just know that. I'm 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 okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm all right. I'm not asking nobody for shit. I'm just I'm in the, I built me a studio. I can that's where I looked at it as. I don't like I don't know if I look at success as making it to a certain point and then you can stand on this big mountain and go, Oh right. I've made it. I've wrapped my way to the top. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I think, my way to the top. <laughs> I think we um, had a hundred thousand feet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people got these Mount Rushmores and shit and yeah. all this top yeah. five this and top I hate that shit. Cause I don't think it's I don't I think that shit is more detrimental than anything else because you kind of once you put somebody on a pedestal, then they 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 feel like they need to try to keep up with that shit and then they forget about you know, there's guys that I reached out to that I come up with in the game that feel like, you know, they, oh, man, Fox, I don't know if I want to be the old guy in the room. Like, you are the old motherfucker in the room. But, but when you talk when you talk about these Mount Rushmore's, it's not the artist putting or the producers putting themselves on there. It's the fan base, right? So it's like... Sometimes it's the artist, though. Yeah. Well, that, then they got the problem, right? Yeah, then sometimes. that's, that's yeah. their own thing, like, right? So if I'm saying here, these are my top four producers in my lifetime that I consider to be the greatest or whatever that's me and I don't speak it from a fan perspective you correct. say yeah, and I'm see. not and I'm not saying that you know producer XYZ has to in 2021 live up <coughs> to that standard because his track record or her track record already speaks for itself and that's why they are my right. greatest of all but time. I never I never believed in I think kissing your own ass hurts your back so <laughs> Sounds so, right. So, 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 so picture sent it into his t-shirt guy. You know, because it's like, yo, it's like, let me, I never, I never say to myself, I'm a great MC. I'm the best. I'm the dopest. I, I mean, in a lyric, maybe you could say right, that, but you never hear me. I never do it because I can show you better. Than I could tell you, just put me on a song with anybody. And, and I guarantee you, you'll say two things. My greatest accomplishment ever is when people have said, oh my God, bump killed it. My worst was. Bumpy always kills it. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's it. I don't all that Mount Rushmore shit. That shit is trash to me because to to do a Mount Rushmore, it depends on how far somebody's knowledge of the actual culture goes back. Yeah. Because if you own, if you born in the nineties, then you ain't gonna really know much about the eighties. If you was born in the two thousands, you're not gonna know about the nineties. Yeah. So your your Mount Rushmore 
is based on one your opinion, but most of all your knowledge. Right. But but that's if, what it is though. That that's why it comes from the fan. That's why I don't like it. I call it critics with no credentials. Yeah. Because you got all these critics talking about who's number one, who's number two, and most of these motherfuckers ain't even in the craft. Yeah. You yeah. know, so when I'm looking at these lists of these people or these so-called journalists making these lists. I it's think they like, do that to stir up bullshit to get yeah, people I, out of each other. Yeah, they do it and they going to see how many rappers going to jump yeah, in yeah, it and they done yeah. hit the clickbait yeah. but, yeah. button. Yeah. Isn't, that with, isn't, isn't that with anything? Like when you think about, let's let's use sports for an example, and they, uh, they get the journalists to rate and vote for who should be MVP of the season or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then there's the peer version where the, the all the players say who their MVP is. It, there's a... I think it should be, and then there's fans who are like, nah, I think all it of that. should be the actual people that's doing it that make this list versus fucking journalists. Because any artist that's great, shit, I know I feel like motherfucking Samuel Jackson and Fresh. <laughs> you know, this nigga's the king of this and checkers, and this is the king of this, and put that motherfucking clock on. I tear all these niggas up, and that's just how I feel. You're supposed to feel like you're but supposed that's a to feel thing. like that. Rappers have always the whole game about rapping is that you're the nicest, right? So you're supposed to. But I just don't. There's whack dudes that think they're nice. I just think Obviously. all that journalist, the the top fifty rappers, the top. Because to me, I don't ever want to discredit my heroes. My heroes is like Kumo D and Melly Mel and yeah. Grandmaster Kaz and. And just because you don't know them don't mean they don't exist. You know, without these people that laid the blueprint, there wouldn't be no people like me. Yeah. And and without me, there wouldn't be a lot of other rappers. Right. You know, so I just think when they make these lists and they looking over all these greats, just because they're not the, the, the sign of the times right now. You know, come on, Slick Rick, LL. Yeah. It's just like when you telling me to name top five, yeah. it's just that well, I know it's going to be disrespectful yeah. to a lot of other my heroes. I think that has to do more with what people don't know than what they do know. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times, like you said, cats don't really know or either, hey, listen, everybody's entitled to their favorite artist. And then what is it based on? Is it based on lyricism? Is it based on some quotable shit? Or is it based on... You know, success. Yeah. Could be a combo of everything. Nah, it shouldn't be a combo of everything because we're talking about a craft. Right. We're not talking about an image. And people confuse the two. They put them yeah. together. That <coughs> image shit don't have nothing to do with it. Yeah. The image should have get half these niggas destroyed. Yeah. Because they'll come and they pull up in their shit or they have the biggest chains on, whatever it is. Yeah. You're going to run into a nigga just fresh out the fucking tenement. That's going to dismantle one of these dudes. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that's, that's like basketball in the park. You know what I'm saying? There's always that one dude in the park that just embarrasses the shit out of all yeah. these dudes. You Even know? with the park shit, I had this, this analogy with the park shit. Like, rap is a, is a craft. Right. And you have to be nice at the craft in order to get on the court. Now, if you was a young kid and you had a basketball... You know if that basketball rolled on the court too many times, niggas gonna throw that shit out in the street somewhere. Shit out of here. Mm -hmm. Same thing. You wanna get on the court. Yo, man, I wanna play. It's our turn now. You couldn't just get on the court unless you was put on the team or you was good enough to play. Once again, 
throw the ball over the throw over the fence. Tell you get the fuck out of here, shorty. You gonna go get your uncle. Your uncle gonna come down. Yo, what happened? Yo, we having a game. He wanna play. He ain't ready to play. And then you gonna go. Come on, little junior. Let me get you an ice cream. You know, let's go get your court, and we're going to go take you to an empty court. Mm-hmm. Like, it's different now with rap. They're allowing these non-talented people to play the game. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody gets a trophy at the championship. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I fucking talk about this in my new act right now. Yeah, yo, How we're living and everybody gets a gold medal. No, nah, fuck yeah. that. I'm like, we're not, oh, you can say we're all created equal, but we're not fucking all created no, equal. No. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of these... Cat, young cats just really want somebody to believe in them. But what they're not understanding is believing in you is one thing. You giving me something to believe in is Thank different. You. Yep. You, have to, you have to say to me, listen, man, this is what I do. I'm a producer. Right. If you, one guy, don't, they'll send me 57 beats in separate emails. I'm like, nigga, you ain't never heard of weed transfer? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or something different. Like, I just need this. If I can't hear something you're doing in three tracks... Then I yeah, think we, I kind of we, we could break it down. Right? Kind of got it after that. Let's say mm-hmm. you know, and I hate saying in our era because once we say that, that's all y'all old. Once you say you're in our era, mm-hmm. but coming up when we were trying to get a deal, mm-hmm. you had to do your mix. You had to do your 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 you had to do your best three to five songs on the cassette tape. Remember right. that? Mm-hmm. And you shop that shit yep. around, yep. And, and and those those songs took like. Could have been a couple of months. Could have been a year yeah, yeah. until you felt you had the perfect Good enough song to do that it. was going to get you this deal. Yeah, yeah. Now, got a mixtape. Mixtape is 12 to what, 16 songs? Yeah. 12 to 16 songs. 12 to 16 opportunities to show the world you the absolutely nicest. Mm-hmm. 12 to 16 songs on this one mixtape. You can't expect me to respect you if you tell me you on your fourth mixtape. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Because that means you telling me you 48 to 64 songs in with no fucking buzz. You can't be serious. Yeah. And it's easier to get a buzz now than it was back exactly. in the day. Yeah. It was way easier. But when did mixtapes change from a mixtape to a fucking album? Because mixtapes were just DJ... Mixtapes back in the day. They started selling them. When DJs stopped letting the pause, the two second pause between records play. <laughs> no, no, but like <laughs> when a DJ would make money. an album, uh, a mixtape, it was a mixtape, and then these okay. cats would make an album called a mixtape. Yeah, this is nothing mixed thing. about this. No, they were, make, they were making tape. money off of it. Yeah. It was, it, it, it wasn't necessarily about the. the Did it become the a buzzword? Or the production? It no, it became, it yeah. became something that was like, yeah. yo, I'm making money off this. And again, I don't know all the legalities, but I think a lot of it had to do with. They they weren't clearing samples and they weren't they weren't um, paying the producers or whatever so they just put the shit out for free and mm-hmm. called it a mix. No, that shit they put out for free. Them motherfuckers changed. That shit was going out for free right, with other people's music on it. See, but when they started making money off of it, they, yeah, see, they make money off that. Shit. It's a trick to the whole thing. They'll put it out free on one platform and sell it on about five other different platforms. <laughs> whether it be iTunes, whether it be physical product, but they'll put the illusion that, yeah, I gave it away for free right. on one platform. You're not continuing the sentence. Right, right, right. right. But you're selling it as published in iTunes, I mean, on ASCAP, BMI. you performing a song, you making money, but in order to escape the 
the, the criticism, you're going to say you gave it away for free. And nobody does research, gave it away for free on one platform. Right. But you sold it at your shows. It's registered in BMI or ASCAP. Mm-hmm. You making money like a motherfucker, but you giving the world like, free, what? what's wrong? He, what, what's wrong if you gave it away for free? No, you didn't give it away for free. And it's a trick to that. It, you know, whether clearing samples or taking songs that you don't own and you're doing songs. If I come in your supermarket and I steal some steak and I give it away for free in front of your supermarket, are you cool with that? Or is it still stolen? <laughs> See, that's what people don't get. And I'm talking from a state of experience. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think a lot of cats don't understand. They want to make money so bad. And in so many aspects, chasing that lifestyle. everybody got a way to make money, but you never include it in the cut. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Ness, you still do beats? Yeah, I still do beats. Yo, throw me some of them beats. Nigga, I, I'm not giving you no <laughs> shit. Throw, yeah. me, throw me beats. You know? <laughs> throw me or it's no risk factor to it. So if you give me some beats, after I put my project out, if it do well, I'll give you money on the back end. Right. No, yeah. motherfucker, I'm working now, and I want to get paid now. You figure out that back end shit. And that's what I think a big problem is, is that people don't understand the value of doing good music because it's no risk takers. Right. It's not you paying for studio time no more. You're not paying for producers. So if you put out a project that shit don't sell, you know what? Guess what? I'll do another one. Mm-hmm. And I'll do another one. And yeah, you're on your fourth, fifth, fifth mixtape with no buzz. But still thinking like, yo, niggas need to check me out. They think no. They're not an alcoholic beer. Yeah. They fill you up, but there's no buzz. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you like the podcast, please be sure to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts so more people can find out about it. And if you didn't like it, go fuck yourself. And follow us on Instagram at Culturally Cancelled and at Culturally RP on Twitter. We're also on YouTube if you want to see what the backyard kind of looks like. You don't really see what the backyard looks like. You just see where my smoking section looks like. And you can probably sneak a peek in the house, you weirdo. Also, we have a phone line now, so call and leave a message. You can ask me about whatever you want to ask me about. Hip-hop, parenting, food, boxing, MMA, relationships, comedy, sex. I don't give a shit. Ask me whatever you want. And I'll do my best to answer your question. If you want to leave a message, the phone number is 424-666-1983. That's 424-666-1983. Until next week, I'm Russell Peters. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah. Wait, did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.